Cattle Call Podcast, January 1st, 2021. Happy New Year. We made it. 2020 uh, is officially over. Uh, not that that means anything, not that anything has changed. It is just a number, but this is a, a chance for a fresh start. Um, a lot of people making resolutions. I know no matter where you fall uh, on the concept of you know resolutions, um, I know a lot of us try just to, to, you know, new year, new me kind of deal. Um, so if you're doing it, let's do it, man. Um, huge thank you. I've been doing it for about five to six-ish months now, Cattle Call Podcast, started in July, so I guess I've gotten a full, almost full six months, but I didn't get to record a whole lot in December because of uh, holidays, people traveling, of course, you come on Christmas and New Year's and coming off of Thanksgiving, so a lot of people can't do stuff till after New Year. So January going to be putting out a lot more material, get a lot more interviews, and uh, branch out a lot more. But I do want to say thank you to everybody who has listened thus far, uh, people that have come on. Uh, I've had a lot of great guests, man. I know some resonate more um, than others, but uh, everybody that comes on is is vital. And uh, they've been uh, very much appreciated by myself. And I know a lot of their stuff's been well-received by listeners. So thank you to everyone who came on. Thank you to everyone who reached out to supported, who uh, promoted, uh, stuff like that. A lot of, I got a lot of great stuff, man, by the grace of God, coming in 2021. Um, got a couple great interviews lined up here uh, very shortly. And um, got a, a sponsorship from Battleground um, South Cigar Lounge. Smokes and Spirits, baby, in Columbia, Tennessee. Well, by far one of my favorite places on the face of the planet. So we're going to be doing a lot more with uh, Julian Griffin, who is featured on the podcast. I believe episode four A and four B. Great guy, man. Just uh, just love Julian and all that he brings, and uh, just his visions. And I'm really excited to see what the future the future is going to be, man. Uh, trying to be faithful one day at a time, uh, one podcast at a time. Got a lot of great uh, people just you know helping me out. So I do want to say thank you. Another one's Kenneth Forte. Um, I met him when I was in Dixon, Tennessee. And he runs a radio station out there, and I got to go by the studio, and I'm going to get to go back more and kind of work more there and get to learn more and shadow more and just get some feedback. And um, it's, it's just great having these older men just uh, invest and invest in the next generation with guys like myself that are eager to learn and don't know a lot. Uh, so it's a, it's a perfect recipe. Uh, so I just want to say thank you to guys like that and everyone else, everyone else who listened. Thank you. Um, this, this is going to be more of a reflection on 2020 as a whole rather than the month of December because, like I said, Michael Thomas was the only um, interview we were able to record and put out in the month of December, which was a great one. And I'm going to be honest, I still haven't listened to all of it because it's it's the longest one I've recorded, and I've been back at work, so I have way less time than I usually do. So I need to listen to it, but from what I remember recording it, man, Michael and I had a blast. Michael's a great dude, uh, like a brother to me, man. Just love the man. Uh, so thank you, Michael, for coming on. I'm going to give you a real reflection and smoke and mirrors for January when I can uh, include more interviews. Um, let's start with the George Washington quote. Um, if 2020 taught me and most Americans anything, it was that uh, life as we know it can change drastically. And I think as you know, as a Christian, um, and as, as also somebody like a lot of people who, uh, you know, we we have a standard we're going to try to adhere to that we don't want to sway from, especially when stuff like 2020 happens. Um, I know some people had rough 2020s. I honestly had a, a fantastic 2020, all things considered. Um, I know a lot of it is circumstances that you're in. By the grace of God, I didn't have any terrible circumstances. Um, but also, a lot of it's how you react to things. 
um, in, in 2020. I mean, you, you just got to roll with the punches, man. Um, so you think about, okay, when, when stuff like this happens, we don't want to sway. We don't want to be pulled. So what, what can we, what is this, this anchor? Uh, George Washington, let me start with a quote from him. He said, in politics as in philosophy, my tenets are few and simple. The leading one of which, and indeed that which embraces most others, is to be honest and just ourselves and to exact it from others, meddling as little as possible in their affairs where our own are not involved. If this maxim was generally adopted, wars would cease and our swords would soon be converted into reap hooks and our harvests be more peaceful, abundant, and happy. So pretty much he's saying, because I can read it here, um, let's be just, let's be honest, let's hold others to that same standard, and let's not get involved in affairs that do not involve us. We do that, there wouldn't be war, and we would be having peaceful, abundant, happy harvests. Of course, that's not going to happen. We're in, a, we're in a corrupt, broken, evil world. It's a fallen world. Um, I think anybody, no matter what worldview you hold, can agree to that, especially seeing that in 2020, the way we started with a, uh, well, technically we started with a lot of stuff happening. You know, Kobe Bryant died uh, tragically in a helicopter crash. Uh, we had the impeachment trial for President Donald Trump. Then we went right into that, into the uh, COVID-19. Um, it became a pandemic, started in Wuhan, China. I remember watching the coverage of it there before it ever entered the United States. And of course, we're still dealing with it now. Then of course, we have all the, the race stuff that started in the wake of the George Floyd death uh, back in end of May. Uh, of course, we had more stuff that, that came you know, uh, alongside George Floyd, but we're still d- doing um, a lot of stuff uh, in, in the area of race in America. So it's a fallen world. I think anyone can uh, agree with that. Um, thankfully, you know, as a Christian, I look at something like that and that doesn't cause me, um, to challenge what I already thought was true. It more so reinforces when I see that. I think the Bible, now I haven't gotten to study every other book of every other religion. I've talked to people of all religions, um, and gotten to hear their stances on things. I'd like to have certain people start having people on here to do that. But, um, the Bible is the book well, I mean, that's a little bit translates to the book, but it's the book that showcases all the stuff we're seeing right now, and it tells you this is exactly how it's supposed to happen because humans are corrupt. It's it's the religion that tells you that you know you aren't good. You at the core, you are capable of doing evil if you are left to your own devices. It's you're not a good person, and I know that's controversial. That's what the Bible preaches, and it makes perfect sense because you look around. If human beings are left to their own devices without any accountability which I truly do believe that's where we were, at least in America in 2020. The people in power have no accountability. They're able to do whatever they want because they all run the institutions. And we just sit here um, just being the recipients of whatever they decide. Uh, look at the corruption. Look at all that. I, I think everybody can look and say the government's corrupt, media's biased, and I don't trust the elites because everybody of every political affiliation can look at that and agree with that. So human beings are corrupt and it, it's crazy. Heard a great sermon, um, right before Christmas by a uh, Dale Ledbetter is his name. He's a, a pastor here in the uh, middle Tennessee area. I went on a mission trip with, with Alaska with him. Uh, great guy. I never heard him preach before. And uh, he preached and he was talking about, uh, when Christ came, uh, the, the night of his birth, or Christmas Eve, you know, as we call it now, um, 
Christ has come and, and the way God shared that with the people of the Middle East, he never picked the elites. Like the wise men who came, however many of them there were, that traveled, I believe, from Africa, uh, they were they were somewhat elite. So it shows that, you know, yeah, you can be used in that position. But if you look throughout Scripture, and especially the night of Christ's birth, God always used very ordinary, lowly people. So I think that's just what a reminder it is um, to us as, as whether you're a Christian or not, or an American or not, it, it's everybody does have this inherent value just because God did create them. And we as a society may not think that they're in a very prestigious position, so they shouldn't be looked upon for, you know, certain, um, roles, but scripture says, uh, very contrary things to that. So 2020 starts, um, got to go to passion conference in Atlanta, Georgia last year. So, you know, it starts, um, at midnight and I'm there at passion. We're listening to, I think it was Hillsong United was singing. Passion was good. I got to hear Robbie Zacharias, among lots of others, like John Piper, Tim Tebow. Um, is it Sadie Robertson from Duck Dynasty? She spoke. Um, Christine Kane, people like that. Um, yeah, it was good. Robbie Zacharias. I know there's a lot of uh, allegations out right now. Uh, that, of course, those weren't out at the time. Um, you can look them up. But, yeah, but he was there. got to hear him speak at his last like live event before he died in May. So that was, that was great. So it starts with that. Of course, COVID and the race stuff. I end up leaving Memphis in March because of COVID. All my stuff shuts down. Everything goes online. Uh, working at a restaurant that I just, uh, I love that job, but they had to lay people off. And so I voluntarily said, all right, well, I'll, I, I mean, I have no reason to stay in Memphis right now. So I'll go back and go back to Nashville and work. And I went back to the moving company I worked at a couple years ago. I thought I was done with forever. Uh, and one reason I'll say that I love moving is it's just uh, such a great opportunity. You think from a ministry standpoint, man, you're spending a long days, lots of hours, even getting to travel all over the country with, um, other guys your age. And a lot of times they don't believe what you believe. So you get to talk with them and hear what they believe and just get to learn from them and share with them. And, uh, it's a very good ministry opportunity. Just kind of a reminder to, to myself as, you know, as well as anyone listening that no matter what position you're in, uh, every job is a sacred job, no matter what it is. If you're, if you're a janitor who, you know, sweeps at eight o'clock at night in a, a country elementary school, man, that is just as sacred and important as the, you know, Senator that oversees that country elementary school's district. I mean, it, it is a matter who it is and what you do. Every job, we should be thankful to have them in, in the book of Genesis. When creation starts, God gives Adam a job. And at the time it's not toilsome and it is holy and it's a very noble task, him getting to tend to the gardens and uh, oversee the animals and get to work with his hands. Um, it is. That, that was the original intent. Again, we're in a, in a fallen world, and now people want handouts and they don't want to work. Um, but again, that's not that's not the original design. We're, we're supposed to work, and it really is a blessing to work. You know, all jobs are essential. You know, a lot of them were told we weren't. Um, but, you know, mine on paper was an essential job doing moving. And everyone's working from home, so everyone was moving. So had a had a great time doing that, and got to meet a lot of new people, whether they were customers or coworkers. Um, and just through all that kind of stuff, um, your outlook starts to change. And so one thing I think twenty twenty showed me, as well as many others, is number one, it made me it made me a lot more, um, I guess, confident in what I believe as a Christian. Uh, because, like I said, you're seeing a lot of stuff that you've been told is true or you've read is true. And even as a Christian, you have your doubts. 
you have to have your doubts. Uh, I mean, it's faith. It's faith is something you can't see or hear or feel. But so you have to have faith in it. So you're going to have your doubts. But now you're seeing, like I said, everything is, is playing out in front of you. Everything is like being manifested into the world around you. And you're like, okay, all this stuff is coming to fruition that is in Scripture. Um, I'm not talking end time stuff. I'm just talking the, the corruption of man. And truly the only antidote to it is the gospel of Jesus Christ, um, which is, of course, when you know Jesus comes to the, to the earth as God in the flesh who lives a sinless life and who is crucified for the sins of mankind, dies, and he's resurrected three days later, and that's how you, you start the church, and then he ascends to heaven. So he overcomes death, and he takes on the sin, so now that we don't have to, we don't have to take that role of salvation where we have to be good and have our good outweigh our bad. It was, it was done for us. We have to, we have to accept that, um, you know, and, and believe in that Christ is Lord and Savior, not just one or um, neither. He's both at the same time. They're not mutually exclusive. They have to be together. And uh, through that repentance uh, of constantly seeking Him, that's how we, that's how we achieve salvation. So it's nothing that we end up doing. Um, and, and what a great relief that is because we saw this year there's not a whole lot that is in our control. So thank the Lord that salvation isn't either. So you, you, know, you go through something like 2020 for all of us. I know all of our perspectives were changed and uh, they shifted somehow. Of course, you know, you get a new outlook on finances. When you uh, see everything starts talking, you know, the economy tanks. Uh, we're looking at stimuluses. We're looking at uh, recession on the verge of depression. A lot of jobs shut down. A lot of people get furloughed. Uh, I think within the first like two months of COVID, forty-one percent of small businesses closed permanently. Like they're not going to reopen, and that's a shame. You're seeing the the uh, middle class, the wage gaps getting uh, wider and wider, and the middle class is going away. Small businesses are closing. Uh, it's just it was just sad. It's a sad year to look at uh, all the stuff that has been built for decades, even centuries, and in less than a year it goes away. So that we're kind of coming into 2021 with a burden. You know, we don't get to start over fresh saying, hey, January 1st, 2021, we're going to be in the exact same position we were at January 1st, 2020. We're not. The world's changed forever. America's changed forever. Uh, but I think, you know, what an exciting time it is to be alive, no matter what you believe. I think personally, I remember one time uh, my girlfriend Bailey and I were driving back from, I think, Alabama. And we were kind of talking about all the stuff going on. This was right before the election. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff up in the air. There's a lot of stuff we're hearing about what's going to be happening. And there's, you know, stuff to just prepare yourself for. And she was asking about just raising kids in a world like this. You know, um, as, as Lord willing, you know, be a future parent. Uh, and honestly, I mean, just like the thought of that. There is a verse. I need to go look it up. And it talks about how children are like arrows in the hands of a warrior um we're gonna do i want to go ahead and fact it myself right here um but let's see so it's psalms okay so it's psalm 127 verse 4 and it says like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth so you know you think about an arrow the, the goal of it when you're a warrior it's you, know, you take it from your possession. You, you send it out to accomplish your mission. And the more arrows you have, the more equipped you are to accomplish this mission. So children truly are, are a blessing. And you get to send them out in the world to achieve that mission. And if it's to expand God's kingdom, then 
you, the more you have, the more opportunity you have to do that. So they are a gift. So just thinking about the world going forward, you know, entering into 2021, man, what, what a, what a, uh, an exciting time it will be, um, to raise kids to teach them right from wrong. Cause, ah, uh, man, we're seeing, we're seeing the results of a lot of people that weren't taught that honestly. So, um, I think about, okay, Esther 414. I'm sure people have heard it. Um, Esther, you know, she's a queen in the Old Testament. And there's a, um, so I don't want to go all in the backstory, but pretty much she's in a tough position because she needs to go see the king of Persia. And there's a lot of rules. And, you know, you have to, you can only see him like once every 30 days. And you can't, unless you're invited, you can't go seek out the king because you can, um, like you, you surrender your position, you forfeit your position, you even be killed. And, but she has to, on behalf of the Jews, which are God's people in the old Testament, she, she has to go seek the King, um, seek the King out because they need, um, pretty much shelter from their enemies. So she's saying that she can't do it. And, uh, and then Mordecai, who I believe is her cousin, they're just kind of like the messenger and they're talking and he says, do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. So there's people that blog and talk about it more. You can you can look at more elaboration on it. Um, but you can fulfill your duty and save your people, but you risk you and your families um, perishing. Or you passively sit back, you might remain, you know, unscathed. Your people might even come and they might be delivered, but there's a chance all of you do perish. So you can be obedient to God and not know your own outcome, but you know, God will be faithful. But again, you don't know your own outcome. And you're talking about, you know, you Esther and you, whoever's listening now, whatever position you're in no matter what your job is, no matter what your family dynamic is, where you live geographically, what you believe ideologically, you right now are, are in this position, whether it was your own work and doing or it's a result of disobedience that got you here, you've been allowed to be put in this position for such a time as this. So Esther has been put in this leadership position for her to make that decision because everything that God did in her life led her to that moment where now she had to exercise her faith and be obedient and be faithful and deliver her people. And so again, you think, man, what an exciting time to be alive, to be an American, to be a Christian, wherever you're at. So I just think going into a 2021, um, just being more mindful of that I know I need to, I need to be, um, and be more proactive in that. Um, no matter what you're doing, I think it's kind of funny. Just uh, I got a couple quotes. Maybe I'll close on one. I'll, I'll share one now. Charles Spurgeon is a um, theologian, pastor back in the day, and he was a huge cigar guy, way way bigger cigar guy than me. Uh, great man of God, great man of the faith, and he was always being challenged for his you know habit of smoking, which a lot of people thought was very paganistic, very like heathen, and, I, and I'll say too being a huge cigar guy, I stand behind it, number one, but I've had some of my, my best conversations with people, whether they think like me or they think the opposite of me, 
uh, and you do have this this community that cigars just they just bring about, and people open up, people are more vulnerable, and you get to share and have those deep talks and have those discussions, those debates, and I see where people line up, which is kind of the goal of the podcast. But cigars have always allowed for that. So one thing Charles Spurgeon says is when he's being challenged on it, he pretty much writes back to the, the people challenging. And uh, he says, I intend to smoke a good cigar to the glory of God before I go to bed tonight. And one thing he was talking about was, it, okay, it's, a cigar is a neutral thing. Some people think it's bad. Some people don't like the taste. Some love them. You know, it may be a vice for some. But he was saying, like, they themselves are a neutral thing. And if I'm going to smoke a cigar, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to do it to the glory of God right now. I'm like, so it's like first Corinthians ten thirty one. So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. And that's what he was saying that you're going to do with a cigar. So again, it's kind of funny, but it's also no matter what you do, what your position is, you can do it to the highest standard. You can do it, um, in an excellent way. So that's one thing I, I hope to do more to, with the podcast too. not smoke some more cigars, but nothing wrong with that baby. Especially now we got that nice cigar sponsorship from my man, Julian. Um, which, yeah, again, just the man. Um, so, and, and then more of a, a more of a serious quote that he said, uh, Charles Spurgeon, he said, humility is to make a right estimate of oneself. So I think my goal for me personally, and I think for all of us, is just to, to judge ourselves accurately. Of course, we are all going to struggle. I know I struggle badly with you know, humility, more like a lack thereof and uh, self-righteousness. Um, but when you, when you're able to look at yourself and analyze yourself in your life, honestly and accurately, like George Washington was saying, if we can be honest always and be just always, this world will be a better place. Um, and, and that's something we need to, we need to strive to do. And I know I need to strive to do it. And I think this, hopefully the way that will uh, be shown on the podcast is, like, I, I mean, I know I'm not always going to be right. There's no way I'm always right. Uh, there's also no way that whoever else comes on is always right too. So if we're, if we're genuinely seeking truth here and wanting to hear people's perspectives and share things, um, just approaching, you know, the, the microphones here with, uh, I guess you say a posture of humility of just knowing, okay, I don't need to go in here and just win an argument. That's not really the goal of the podcast as much as I love to debate with people and talk with people. It's kind of just a uh, let people share their takes on things and just their stories and just, you know, hear what makes people people. Um, so just me to remain humble and also other people to know, okay, not everything I do and think and believe is right too, but I'm going to share what I know and what I, what I think is true and what I believe and whatever people, hopefully now that we're kind of getting out of the election, people want to be more open. I know that was kind of not great planning on my part was doing the whole thing during an election year because people don't want to talk during you know divisive times um it wasn't one little cool tidbit just to end it on when i had becca matthews on we were talking a lot before and after and she's a she is a big fan of cattle call and she gave a great uh great interview we had a great time and um just very thankful for that night and uh having her on but one thing she talked about she's always been very uh i guess open and honest about with like the podcast or when I do like polls on Instagram and stuff like, well, she's a fan. She lets you know and gives you feedback. I guess part of her being an art, I mean, you're very uh, reliant on critique. You need to know so you can get better. And one thing she said that she loved, and I guess it kind of clicked for me because that was something that 
I guess, kind of shifted more over time, especially through 2020. But she was saying one thing she loved about the podcast was just the way I just uh, got to talk to ordinary people and hear their stories. And there was something the way she said it. I wish I remembered the exact quote verbatim. But the way she said it, it kind of clicked. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because still when you're early on in a creative process, you're trying to figure out your end goal and how it's going to look. And I guess, you know, subliminally I'm thinking the more it grows and if it ever does reach a point where the brand takes off, you would think so would your clientele. That instead of having on, you know, a local small business owner, you would have on somebody who, you know, is an NFL coach or, uh, you know, works, you know, nightly news at CBS or, you know, the secretary of defense, you know, pick somebody. And so you would think that you would become more elite too. But one thing when she said it was how you're giving, you know, you give a platform to ordinary people and how cool it is just to hear what makes people people. And that was one of those things like kind of like, you know what, I I hope that no matter how big or small this thing gets or stays or whatever, that that is not lost, that it, it does document what makes people people. And just, um, you know, I kind of just appreciating the ordinary people. So I think just, uh, like 2020 and everything that happened, uh, me personally, like I said, it changed my look on finances and capitalism, um, the middle class and gave me much more of a, uh, an appreciation for small businesses. So Anne Marie Wyatt, um, had her on in November and she was a small business owner and so was her husband and they're in Oxford, Mississippi or Ole Miss is. And it was just, and I talked about it, I think in the reflection for that one, but um, just how much more I've appreciated small businesses. Like I said, I get to travel for work. I just get to travel just with my family uh, and, and love seeing what makes one part of the country, that part of the country, what makes that town, that town. When you have these local, you know, coffee shops and you have a local, just little things like a, a local gun store and you have a local printer where they do the printing for the stuff in that town. And you see industries that are going away. You have a, you have a local tire shop that's in, in an old garage from the 40s that hasn't been touched since the 40s. And all they do is they put on tires for people in that town. And you have you know a local ice cream place. And you have something that's a little staple to that town that you look and it was established in 1938. You're like, man, it's it's made it all this, you know, this time. You know, I'm not going to get into globalism, but I think about too, like I've gotten to go uh, out of the country a handful of times now and gotten to go all over this country and you're seeing what makes these places so unique and the history and the people and, and the outlooks on things. It's like, I don't want that to change and go away here the same way I don't want it to happen over there. I don't want, you know, uh, parts of the Middle East to try to become like America or parts of Central and South America to become like America. And I also don't want America to become like the Middle East or South America. Call it nationalistic, but there's stuff that, you know, we, uh, like that they have done well and that's made them them, that it, it's okay that it's different and it's okay that we're different and we can we can hold on to that. We don't have to throw it all out, but we are going to have to fight to keep it. So I think, again, what an exciting time to be alive, to be in the position that we're in. Um, what a time for us to act on integrity, you know, be honest, be just. What a, what a great time to smoke a cigar to the glory of God, which I'm not doing, believe it or not. I'm not smoking a cigar today, I'll admit. I'm getting over a, a bug. I've been honestly been throwing up all day. I know that's kind of gross, but not, not going to risk it, but I will do one next time for sure. Um, 
Yes. So 2020, thank you for a great year. Um, again, let's just, let's just get, get better every day. It's kind of the goal. Just get better every day. I guess one little principle I'll end it on. Thought about it when we were doing our Bible study earlier. I remember hearing it at a business conference a couple years ago I went to, and the speaker was talking about, she asked all of us there, if somebody were to follow you around for 24 hours and they saw everything you did and then they mimicked that, would they become successful? And so do with that what you will, but you think, okay, if I do act, if I do pursue righteousness, if I try to, quote, be a good person, if I am honest, if I'm just, if I'm virtuous, you know, if I, um, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to be disciplined in, whether what you say, what you do behind closed doors, you know, if you indulge and overindulge or you underindulge, do I exercise, whatever it is, whatever you're wanting to do, if somebody who wanted to accomplish what you've accomplished or want to accomplish the same thing you want to accomplish, if they looked at what we did for 24 hours and then they went and replicated that, would they be successful? Would they become better? Would they leave the the world in a better spot than they found it? Would they start, you know, um, righting these wrongs pretty much? So it's just kind of a little uh, note to self and to all of us. Get better today, one day at a time, faithful in the moment. Um, man, thank you, 2020. Thank you for everyone who listened. Excited for uh, this next year. And Lord willing, have some, some great guests on and, um, ordinary people, man. That's, uh, that's who we are and that's who, who God chose from the beginning of time. And that's who uh, he continues to use. And that's, that's the bulk of us, man. That's the, that's the vast majority. Thank you very much. 2021. Let's do it. See you guys on the other side. Mm-hmm.